So good evening. It's our last discussion of the festival. And um, be followed by the Arctic and Mahaprasad. So we have uh, talked quite a bit um, about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, as I've been saying, the exoteric side of it to some extent. And this morning we went into quite a bit of depth of the esoteric uh, side of that and the exchange between the gopis and Krishna, Radha and Krishna, and the, um, uh, which, in which the nature of love was explored and the kind of lover that Krishna is exactly was revealed. And... Um, And we heard, of course, that um, the discussion leading to the verse in which Krishna uh, comes up with his, uh, well, uh, really his, his two verses, but we highlighted one, an apology and at the same time a, an explanation <laughs> and and also then a pledge, if you will, a promise, uh, uh, an offer as to how we might make up for a seeming um, fault on his part, which under scrutiny could be understood to not be a fault at all, indeed to be quite a, a virtue, which in turn was a little embarrassing to Radha and the gopis, who, in the context of the Leela, had doubted the nature of his love, because, as I mentioned, after all, it was as if the uh, the groom walked out during the wedding and disappeared suddenly. That would certainly be disconcerting, and then he appeared a little later on, a little sheepishly, and uh, so some discussion had to ensue. Uh, but the reason for his disappearing, as he explained, was selfless and with a view to uh, to showcase to the world Radha's love, Gopi's love, and uh, and to give it an opportunity, even though it was full, to increase, which is an interesting idea. The nature of brain is said to be like this: it's full and always. In expanding and increasing at the same time. So, Krishna consciousness is a being and a becoming at the same time. We're often taught that, that uh, spiritual life is about being and not becoming. We're always trying to become something rather than to be what we are, so to speak. We're trying to become happy. We're trying to become secure. We're, we're trying to become... Um, uh, Satchit Ananda and uh, by material acquisition and whatnot, knowledge and so forth, when indeed we are Satchit Ananda, we, why try to be pleasured when you are a unit of pleasure? Why try to be eternal and, and, and struggle against the perception of uh, of uh, 
one's demise when indeed you are eternal. So instead of trying to become, to be. This is kind of a really a basic 101 of Vedanta. But as we know, Krishna consciousness is like 108 uh, or 1,008, something like that, because it, it just begins there, so to speak. Uh, it picks up there from there and, and ascends, if you will. And so it is about, a, about being, but it is also about a transcendental becoming. That's very peculiar. Because you can, because why? Because being what you actually are, hmm, as a unit of Satchit Ananda, hmm, that what you are includes certain potentials that you have, as I've explained before, that um, can only manifest and express themselves in relation to an environment. You can be a doer, you can be an apprehender, you can be an experiencer, but not if there's nothing to experience, there's nothing to do, there's no nothing to interact with, and so forth. And of course, we are these things in a false way in relation to the material environment, which is false in that it's here today and gone tomorrow. So the identity that arises out of that is very um, confusing, disconcerting, and like everything else, it's here today and gone tomorrow. The I that arises out of a sense of my is about as false as the idea that we own anything. Nothing belongs to us. And the proof is that we can't keep it. And the eye that arises from that is also fleeting. Uh, we discussed these things many times worth repeating. Uh, but then, on the other side, if the bhakti environment, if we come under the bhakti environment, then our capacity to experience, to be, to be a doer, uh, to apprehend, and all. it, it uh, results in a becoming hmm? that is not something entirely extrinsic to ourself. It is then our potential, and the very nature of the jeev. It's very the word used to describe it is tatasta, which means it's in between. Hmm? It. It, it lives on a border, so to speak. It really doesn't live on a border, but it lives on one side or the other. It's either in the water or on the sand. You can't really put your finger on the on the line that demarks the water from the sand. So it's either influenced by the material nature, maya shakti, or on the other side, it's influenced by the srup shakti. There is, I could say, kind of an in-between, if you will, not influenced by the maya shakti, and influenced enough by a particular manifestation of the Srub Shakti that you can enter into kind of a, a no man's land, oneness, loss of identity, an eternal being, if you will, that uh, uh, where there's no scope for becoming anything more um, or for experiencing the fullness of one's potential. It's a rather odd idea, abstract idea. It's a popular one, but I don't think one that's that thought out. That it would not be as popular if it was uh, described, if you will, as contentless consciousness. Sounds good, you know, but what the heck is that? Because obviously consciousness implies, well, awareness, so consciousness of something. And contentless awareness just well you decide for yourself what, what, what that's about that, that, that is that we call it Brahma Sayuja it's not desirable from the bhakti perspective at all um, 
So if there's any in-between, it's that. But it's kind of like a spiritual suicide, if you will. And, and there are spiritual traditions that talk about this. They actually advocate and strongly killing the self, killing the self. Um, our perspective is slightly different in that we advocate killing the false self that the real self might have scope for um, full uh, uh, life of spiritual experience. <laughs> that it could become all that it could be. Hmm? So there's a being and becoming. They go together, something like that. Uh, it's it's uh, a full sense of spiritual being involves an ongoing spiritual uh, becoming. Hmm? And our Godhead, Krishna himself, as we see from this Leela, the central Leela, is becoming. The praying is becoming. It's always full, it's always increasing. Hmm? Krishna is searching himself out. What is it in me that that makes Radha the way she is, that makes my uh, hair stand on end and uh, and my, my, my gaze to be uh, frozen and uh, I can't look anywhere else and if I, if I, if I in absence of her I can't see anything but her something like this so it's a very extraordinary idea and we were deeply in, in, in the um, center of that and there we found Krishna making the promise if you will to Radha that uh, let me that your own saintliness is your own reward hmm? and on second thought he says uh, if I could become a saint hmm, and glorify you throughout the world hmm, and for once as I said in every life once in every day of every life of every Brahma hmm, then perhaps I could appease you hmm? uh, for thinking ill of me or questioning my loving behavior. Hmm? Well, this is very powerful what he says, and Radha is very embarrassed by this. Hmm? So it's swinging from one side to the other. Krishna entered into the discussion with the gopis a little embarrassed. How am I going to explain myself? This is very complex. I mean, it looks bad, I know. I left, I walked out on the wedding, um, which the Rasalila is, is such. It's a, it's a sambhog, it's a consummation of their love. He walked out. Hmm? Then he shows up a little later. What the heck? <laughs> you know, what's going on with you? So, it was a hard sell. Uh, but he is very clever, very expert, and he explained himself very nicely, very charming. Hmm. So you can see we're just drawn to how charming he is. What an excellent person, such good character, wise and subtle, with so many nuanced. Gopis put forth three ideas of three kinds of love. He said, there's, of course, there's two, there's three, but there's 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 one and then there's two of the second kind and then there's four of the third kind and and he goes into them and he says and I'm none of them I, so their heads are spinning and their hearts are throbbing they already love him even though they're mad at him and the fact that he's back you know there's hope and then the charming way in which he explains themse- himself and that his movements are only 
for their pleasure and to glorify them and to, to, to single them out amongst all of his uh, devotees and, and that for the world over and so forth. So Radha's just mood is very much swinging now in the other direction and thinking, oh, asli shiva padaratam panashtumam madarshanam marmatam guru tuva yatatatava abhidatulam patumat pranamatas tu seva so we began this discussion this morning with a verse from Bhagavatam in which Krishna comes up with the idea to become a sadhu and glorify the gopikas in the world and Radha. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And now we are left with the question, what happened? Was he successful? Hmm? Did it... That's exciting. This is, of course, the whole of Gaur-lila. Hmm? And what I decided is, of course, the last verse of the Shikshastakam. So this last verse of the Shikshastakam is the end, if you will, of the eternal Gaur-lila. Hmm? And we find that it picks up right at the beginning, the very beginning of the Gaur-lila in the Bhagavatam, where the idea comes and the, the promise comes and and, and Radha is in a particular uh, mood that's very um, uh, open to his advances and suggestions and ideas. And, of course, that's what he wants to do. He wants to get in there and, and be accepted by her and more so to take her position, her her to see himself from her perspective, to enter into her bhava. Before, just pr- prior to that, she was like, she looked, when he reappeared, hmm, then we heard that when she looked, different gopis looked at him and, and they exchanged gestures and when she looked at him, her brows were, how do you say, frowning. Hmm? Hmm? Bird, yeah, and, and whoop, he was like, how am I going to, um, navigate this uh, course here, um, but now she's turned completely full circle, and 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 whatever you, whatever you say, you know, whatever you you want, in this, this spirit, and with this, some opening to to enter into her 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 bhava, which is what the last verse that I just cited of Shikshastakam is about this is the, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through the whole course of his leela he has his, it is announced that uh, in his verse that he is successful Krishna's Kabira says this verse this book was spoken by Radha hmm? and it's coming now from the mouth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spoken by her to her friends girlfriends spoken by him to Sarup Damodar and and uh, Roy Ramananda. So what's happened is the ego that is Krishna, if you will, the spiritual ego of the Purusha, the enjoyer, hmm? and he is the full enjoyer. He is like, I've given an example many times, the stomach is the enjoying center, if you will, of the body. All the food goes there. And then it's distributed uh, mystically to every other part of the body. He is the root of the tree, if you will, where the water is to be poured and whereby all the leaves and branches and 
fruits and flowers will be nourished. Um, we have a false enjoying ego, and it's big, and it really you know, gets in the way of our being able to practice, and the whole idea is to, is to efface that ego and then really by way of converting it from an enjoying ego to a serving ego. That's our task, and we know it's formidable. But what about Krishna? He now has to convert <laughs> from the enjoying ego, this is his, to the serving ego. From the ego of being the center, hmm, the taker, to being not only the giver, but the fullest giver. From being, these are opposite ends of the spectrum, to being the fullest sense of the enjoyer, to being the fullest sense of the of the servitor, hmm? the positions of Krishna and Radha, respectively. Hmm? So th- this is he, this is what he, he he means when he says, "I'm going to become a sadhu. I'm going to become a devotee of you. Hmm? Um, I'm going to become like you." Uh, so it's a huge uh, challenge for him, if you will. Hmm? And so the supporting players in the Krishna Leela appear in the Gaur Leela along with him to assist him in different ways to make it possible and uh, when we come to the Shikshastakam we come through the, from the beginning to the end if you will of his uh, sojourn his spiritual journey these are the last uh, uh, verses of the narrative the Chaitanya Charitamrita which covers the greater balance of his whole Leela interspersed as it is with philosophical and theological insights and so forth so when we get to the end these eight verses come and they had, they came from the mouth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself hmm? and they're recited in a, in a particular order here that constitutes a, a, a description of the different stages of the, that the sadhaka, the practitioner will progress along hmm? and um, and they kind of encapsulate the whole of the book, if you will. Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna in his Acharya Leela. So Acharya means who teaches by example. And so we, we learn from his whole narrative. And then that is kind of kind of summarized here in these uh, eight verses. So uh, the, the, the eighth verse then, that I decided this is, means he, he, he's successful. What's coming from his mouth now, this is Radha speaking. Chaitanya, Krishna has become Radha. It's uh, a very extraordinary uh, idea. He's tasting, uh, he's successful in his attempt to, to, to experience himself from her perspective. And we heard a little bit about this earlier in the morning when we were reading from our forthcoming publication about the different transcendental desires of Krishna that were unfulfilled in his leela that the Gaur leela fulfills. <laughs> so it's very um, uh, instructive to us because again our task is to convert our enjoying ego to a serving ego and we find this is what Krishna himself is doing. And if we think our task is huge, what well, to speak of his? Like, he's the supreme enjoyer, and he has to become not just a, some type of servitor, but the highest type of servitor. Hmm? So it truly is 
if you will, an Acharya Leela, a Leela, the play of Bhagwan Krishna, in which he, through his example, teaches the way. Hmm? So here uh, uh, we find that uh, uh, the what is spoken of here is the attainment of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of the Mahabhav. The verse previous to this is also about Mahabhav, but there are different shades of Mahabhav. So this is, previous verse was Mahabhav in separation. This is Mahabhav in union, the Sambhog. Hmm? It's re- referred to by Rupa Goswami as Madan Mahabhav, as opposed to Mohan. Adiruddha Madan Mahabhav, sometimes described as Madanakya Mahabhav. Hmm? These are, of course, uh, terms that we may be unfamiliar with, and we might think we might as well say them in English, but it's nice to keep the, the Sanskrit and learn a little bit about it. But what it, what it, or we might think it's a lot of details, but it's very interesting that there are so many details that Rupa Goswami, who used these terms, could employ to speak, uh, to attempt to speak about the ineffable and the idea of, of love of God, that he developed a whole language for this, and so much nuance is there, as it would be expected. Hmm? Although we didn't quite think of it like that. In other words, we think of love of God, and we just think, love, I love God, and okay, hold my hands. And, but it's as nuanced, as full of subtleties and, uh, and whatnot, as our human love, and he is the human-like deity. So what a complex uh, reality is Krishna Bhakti, as complex as our human life, but, but without the shortcomings of the human life because it is centered hmm, on the perfect object of love, the enduring, uh, charming personality of Godhead himself. Hmm. So, Maranakya Mahabhav, sometimes it's debated. What is the higher, the union or the separation? These are the two banks of the river of love of God, the two tides high and low of the ocean of love of God. Sometimes in, in Leela, the devotees are united with Krishna. Sometimes by the very nature of the Leela, they are separated. Hmm? As he moves from the for, from this from the village to the forest to cowherding, he has to leave certain devotees behind, and other devotees are uh, em- embracing his uh, entrance into their uh, vicinity, and uh, uh, um, and so he, he, the, the the two they're kind of inseparable. Union from one means separation for another. Hmm? One way to look at it. Hmm? Uh, so there may be a debate, which is higher, union or separation? We, the real answer is these two are two indispensable features of the Leela. In one sense, the Vipralambra, the separation, plays a secondary role in that it seeks to foster union. We know that in English it's said, separation makes the heart grow fonder. Hmm? So it, it, it serves to make union what it is, and then by saying it like that, it seems to take the higher position. What would union be without separation? Ah, then separation is extolled, its virtues. Hmm? Uh, but then 
separation. Do we want Radha and Krishna to be separated? We want to unify them. So we, we're not. This is our our goal is unification. So uh, and and again, what is the value of the separation? If it doesn't foster union, if it doesn't result in union, so it's kind of a, a pointless debate, if you will. Uh, better to just embrace it. These are two aspects of the leela that are indispensable, hmm? and then sure enough we come to Maranakya Mahabhav the highest reach of this love and what do we find there it is a state of union but it is a state of union in which separation is also experienced at the same time hmm? this is not explainable hmm? Rupa Goswami says something like and there are earthquakes on earth when this happens no when the big one comes you know <laughs> here in California <laughs> we've got a way to think about it hmm. um, you can imagine how he was to have said something like the thinking of the natural world all in relation to uh, you know what's going on deeply within Krishna Leela hmm? that's a very extraordinary reach of and perspective. Hmm? So here in this verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is entered into the Madanakya Mahabhav. The previous verse is, is about the separation side, and that is important to us because this is the, the, the for the sadhakas, of course, they have to pass through separation, and to use a Catholic term, the dark night of the soul, to enter into the light of union in love with Krishna. But then within Love of Krishna again. There's a there is a mature form of separation. Uh, indeed, we heard a little bit about this this morning when we were we were in the uh, in the Go, in the Gopi Gita, and Krishna explained that I disappear not only for my sadhakas, by which which causes them to think, oh. I have no taste. I must have made offense or something like that. And then so they assert themselves that much uh, more and um, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, develop a humble attitude and, and so forth. And they, and they grow in their bhakti. Hmm? And also for the siddhas, he says, for the premikas as well, hmm? who know what it means to have Krishna, but upon losing him, then that knowing is magnified many, many times over. Just like he gives the example, if you have something very valuable, it's not the best example, but I gave the example this morning of your cell phone, and you lose it, oh God, then what? Life cannot go on as it turns these days. My whole life is there in that little box. And how... (laughs) So its importance, if you will, as unimportant as it is, is magnified when it's misplaced and lost. And I've got the solution to that, by the way, but I'll tell you about that on another, another date. <laughs> so, 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 the, uh, so if you're passing through the, through the separation, there's union within the union also, within the context of the Leela, which, which in terms of attainment, Siddhi hmm, um, is 
has its own type of separation. What I mean to say by that, of course, is that the aprakat lila, the unmanifest lila, vastu siddhi, having passed through even the, the penultimate stage of surup siddhi and entering into Krishna's lila, as it's thought, on earth, there's still another step, leg up of attainment, hmm? to enter the uppercut, the unmanifest lila, when Krishna winds the show up and it, it, it becomes unmanifest or disappears. That's This is for the sadhaka, the goal. Of course, for the siddha, the goal is to enter into the prakat lila, the manifest lila. Those who want to, who are pursuing, to, attaining the goal, they want to enter into the uppercut lila, the unmanifest lila. Those in the uppercut lila, they want to enter into the prakat lila, which, which is a, an interesting uh, lesson and emphasis on the, on the well, it's again, it's like the union and separation we talked about in that the, 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 there's, there's no one better than the other. The two are inseparable or components, integral component, components of, of love of God. So the prakat and aprakat lilas, they're, 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 they, they complement one another. But then generally it's thought that the aprakat lila comes from the prakat lila. That sounds backwards, doesn't it? But it's more full Hmm. manifestly it's more full it is like I've said before a movie performed or filmed on location so um, there are extra features there we didn't have to make a mountain in the background with a painting we had the mountain hmm. uh, so Govardhan Hill was there something like that. It is, it's in human society and this is a human like Leela so there's enhancement there. Hmm? Krishna actually goes through the Kumar and the uh, Pogandalilas and Aprakatlila. He's an eternal Kishore, eternal adolescent. Hmm? So for Sambandhu Bhakti, this is very very special. Sambandhu Bhakti means, or Sambandhanuga, to follow in the ways of Sakya, Dasya, and Vatsalya. Hmm? So this is, in, in, in this type of love, then the Kumar and the Pogandalilas are very uh, significant. Udipanas, as they are, stimulants for uh, for uh, the the height of of rasananda within those sentiments. Hmm? Therefore, Kavikarnapur, for example, in his Anandabhadra Champu says, the real reason for the manifest lila, the Janamastami that we celebrate later in the year, the birthday of Krishna on earth is because so that Mother Soda could actually have the experience of having a son full on. He reasoned, what is motherhood? You're just, you know, your son is always an adolescent and that's just a thought, a dream, you know, that I had a son. So to fully play that out and experience that, how human is that? How? That's a good... <laughs> so, he comes and takes birth. Of course, that said, of course, in in the in Aprakat, in his Kishore, his fully um, developed adolescence, his most charming within that the devotees in Sakiras and Vatsalyaras, they 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 see uh, their their own ideal also within the Kishore, and so. so 
it's full, it's complete, but a prakat lila, the manifest lila, that much more so. Hmm? And as we're seeing in the case of Gaur lila, that much more so. Well, hmm? what Krishna lila is about is fully uh, expressed in in uh, in, in Gaur lila. So through separation in terms of the sadhaka's life, hmm? Entering into the Leela course first comes Purvarag or Utkantita relative to your sentiment. In Madhuras we call it Purvarag. Sakharas we call it Utkantita. Hmm? Arjuna is a nice example of that. It's described as having seen the picture of his cousin brother Krishna. Someone had made a painting of Krishna. He had never met him yet, but he saw the picture. And Utkantita, he had a longing. Uh, for eagerness for meeting him a kind of love hmm, that awakened in his heart although he had not met him yet so there's a separation there hmm? and in, we call it Purvarag and Madhurya Rasa so the gopis they, they're, the Prakat Lila is so nice the Manifest Lila is so nice because there's this development hmm? in other words they go through the they, they grow hmm? Each moment, of course, is eternal and could be meditated on eternally and is eternally existing, but there's a sequence. Time is serving the Leela, not in terms of being the origin, beginning and the end, but in terms of sequence. Hmm? This is the nature of eternal time with regard to the Leela. It, 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 it serves, it doesn't rule. See, time here rules, so much so that we say, as Krishna says in the Gita, time I am, destroyer of the world. So it's a ruler. Hmm? I mean, not a ruler, but it's also a ruler. <laughs> but it's also that. But it's, but it rules over hmm? the world, right? Uh, and it has it, it beginnings. It's characterized more by beginning and end. Hmm? But in the Leela, the time is not the ruler, but the servant, and it serves by, by facilitating sequence of events. Each of the events is eternal, has no beginning, and has no end, but time has a way in the Leela of creating this sense of, of sequence, and so there's this passing, especially in the Prakat, the manifest Leela. So the gopis grow, they become a little older, they hear about Krishna, they fall in love with him, but they haven't yet said, I love you. And hear back, I love you. And, uh, so there's some separation. Some, this is Purvarak. So even, what to speak of in the Sadaka's life, in the, in the Siddha's life, in Sarup City, this is the first face, if you will, of the the um, the separation. Um, and there are other forms of it as well, but as the uh, the 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 full face of the separation, of course, is the Prabhas when Krishna leaves, apparently, from Vrindavan and goes for a long, long time to Dwarka and to Mathura. And then the corresponding union, each of these types of separation has a corresponding union. Some, some, some bog is the full face of union, so this is a good example of how that separation makes the union all that it is, oh, for such a long time. And they're unified, and then they go to the prakat lila. And my point in all this, of course, is that the, the, in the prakat, in the upper lila, in the unmanifest lila, 
It's not characterized by separation. It's characterized by union. There is no prabhas. There's no. He doesn't leave for Mathura and Dwarka. There's. There are moments of separation. Going behind a tree, and cowherds cannot see him for a moment. And that moment is as long as the life of of Brahma. But these types of separation don't put the gopas and gopikas in the kind of condition we hear about them in the Prakat Leela that is so agonizing and painful and and, uh, and beautiful because the spirit of it is why is it blissful even though it's so painful and we see it in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu what did that Krishna Kaviraj say he says the wonderful adbhuta charit character of prem is that on the outside it looks very disconcerting. And Mahaprabhu is wailing and 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 drowning himself and others in his tears, hair standing on end and we heard some of these these things. They are shocking. Rupa Goswami says in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, as he goes through the Asta Sattvika Vikar, that the transformation, eightfold transformations of ecstasy, again, this language for describing ecstasy in great detail, hmm? what it is, what it's not, and within it, what types, and it's very extraordinary. There's no, there's no type of, there's no uh, such detailed explanation of the, of the possibilities of afterlife in love than what we find in the writings of Sri Rupa. It's very extraordinary. It just makes you believe maybe he knows something about that. <laughs> Goodness, that's incredible information that, he, that he's passing on there. Mm. Uh, so when he, he, he mentions actually nine sattvikas, uh, the ninth being relative to Vatsalya Rasa, the pouring of milk from the breasts, spontaneously of the Yasoda, for example. Hmm? Um, but he also says, there are others, but I won't mention them. They're just too rare. Hmm? Still, with some integrity, and uh, to, the, to the notes and the... Uh, well, yeah, the notes of Raghunath Das Goswami and Srup Damodar Goswami in Puri that were the, the basis of Krishna's Kaviraj's Chuchetana uh, Charitamrita. Some of these things are mentioned. Some of these things that Rupa Goswami says are too rare to mention. This is, a, of course, Chaitanya Charitamrita is an afterthought. It is the vision of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as understood by Rupa Goswami. This is the nature of a hagiography, hmm? that it's, it's sometimes said to be political. What, what's meant by that is that it, it's, it's a narrative, a religious narrative of the life of a saint, for example, or a god, as is the case here, the god, uh, with a certain purpose in mind. Hmm? I've likened it to one of these uh, biops, you know, uh, based on a true story type movie and depends who's done it whether 
the political character. I saw one once years ago of Lyndon Baines Johnson, and you would have thought, this is the greatest guy on earth, you know. It was a good, it was well done and so forth, but I mean, there's probably some things about him that, you know, could swing your opinion in the other direction. So um, it's a, a writing, it's a spiritual writing about saints that seek to portray them in a particular way and bring out something about them, their, their teaching and so forth. So Chaitanya Charitamrita is really about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as seen by Rupa Goswami, as experienced by, by Rupa Goswami. Very, very interesting. So it's a follow-up on the whole teachings of Rupa Sanatana Jiva Goswami, same, of course. And he brings out, with regard to this point, some of those those types of um, sattvika bhavas that Rupa Goswami says are too rare to mention. The teeth separating from one another in the mouth and still being there and looking, moving, and looking as if they will all fall out on the ground. Perspiring blood. I mean, this is shocking. So, it looks very disconcerting on the outside, and that's your goal. Goodness, I'm not sure I'm interested in that. Hmm? But, hmm, inside it is full of anandam. Hmm? After all, this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu trying in a sadhaka deha, hmm? a practitioner's body, in his Krishna is acharya leela, playing the role of an acharya, trying to taste the full measure of Radha's bhava that doesn't quite fit in a sadhaka deha. Hmm? And that's, of course, part of the teaching. That's why this perfection of the sadhaka deha, hmm, if you will, um, is followed by taking birth in the leela as it manifests somewhere in, in the world. And then a further, this is for, of course, for pragbhakti, not true for Vaidhi Bhakti, but um, it, there, then there's a refinement of the of the defining emotion, the emotion that defines one. We call it a staibhav. It defines one, sakya, vatsalya, madhurya. So to refine that, and the refinement goes all the way up to this, relative to the sentiment. Hmm? In Madhurasa, it goes all the way up to this mananakya mahabhav, adiruddha, Madanakya Mahabhav. If you take the Priyanarmasakas for example, which is also prominent to some extent in our Sampradaya, we were talking about this this morning. There's the three centers of the Bhagavatam, the three love centers of the Bhagavatam. You have your Vatsalya center, three, four, five chapters of the Damodar Leela. You have your Sakirasa center, the Agasur Leelas, three chapters, and Denukasur, 13. 12, 13, 14, and 15. And then you have your Madhurya Rasa love center of the Ras Panchajai, which we were deeply absorbed in this, this, this morning. Hmm? And these centers showcase a certain type of love, and the implication is that they are there is a window of opportunity there. We could enter in, in this center, or in this center, or in this center. But that, only as much as that is explained to you by someone because you wouldn't pick it up just reading the Bhagavatam. Hmm? I can remember the first time I read the, even the Krishna book. 
And I laughed back at some of the thoughts I was thinking, what were the implications? They weren't untrue, but they certainly didn't reach the full uh, taste of, uh, catch the full measure of the, of, uh, of, of uh, all that was being said there. Hmm? I remember when I first read the, the Uddhava going, this was like a long time ago, Uddhava going to Vrindavan, I thought, hmm, the purport of this seems to be that you need to have a guru. Of course, <laughs> Krishna was sending Uddhava to educate the gopis, it's true, but then looking at it deeper, he was getting an education hmm, as to the, the, the nature of uh, intensity of their love that he himself pined for, not for their love, but the intensity of it within his own defining uh, emotion, his own staibhav. Hmm. So, anyway, we were talking about these centers, and I made the point that, of course, for, for the, 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 the uh, window of opportunity, for example, of Vatsalya Rasa to showcase is best served by the Balaba Sampadai, and that with the blessing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Balaba. And the Madhurya Rasa Center is served by also the Balaba Sampradaya and also by the Nimbarka Sampradaya and also by the Gaudiya Sampradaya, but by the Gaudiya Sampradaya in a way that exceeds the possibilities of romantic love with uh, or entering into the love life of Radha and Krishna that the Nimbarka or Balaba Sampradaya affords us. These, you have to understand, these Sampradayas, they have different tattvas, different ways of explaining the philosophy, if you will, slightly different metaphysic, it's all, it must seem a lot of common ground, but that corresponds with the bhav. Hmm. So they, they are channels, if you will, windows of, windows of opportunity. And I did mention it, I think, that the sakiras opportunity, this is found nowhere except in Gaudiya Sampradaya. It's only found there. Hmm. And what would you expect? In Gaudiya Sampradaya, Balaram himself has appeared. <laughs> so it has to have some place. Hmm? Some place as a subordinate uh, assisting role in the main drama of Radha and Krishna's uh, life. Hmm? So, so here Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this, now we've, we've gone from the, 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 the verse in Bhagavatam that's the timeless genesis and origin of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna's making a pledge to the gopis hmm, that uh, explaining his, the nature of his love it's embarrassed them it's turned rather from being angry to being completely submissive hmm. and in this submissive side where her service nature if you will um, that defines the whole leela hmm, as far as the, the, the devotees' participation in it um, uh, is showcased. In other words, when Radha's frowning her brows at Krishna, we may think, what kind of service is that? She's angry at him, and, and so on. So you have to get underneath that. And the verse that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has, has spoken, is that the end of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is the very voice of Radha, which implies that he has now become successful. He has become Radha. Hmm? Radha is speaking this, and it's coming from his mouth. He has become her in as much as he has entered into her bhav. The whole leela is now complete. It's perfect. Hmm? Srup Damodar, Ramananda Roy assisting. Gadadhar, who is the Radha of, of Gaur Leela, 
getting out of the way so that it's possible, staying at Totagopinath so that it's possible. These are all very beautiful ideas in Gorlila, very charming. Hmm? So now he's successful, and this verse speaks to us. We're going from the beginning, the Genesis, the idea, now to the success of it all. Hmm? And the mood that is very much highlighted, asli shiva padaratam, these two words, padaratam, defines the spirit of the verse. Asli shiva padaratam, that I put myself at your feet. It's a, the serving ego, if you will. This is underscored in the whole verse because sometimes in Radha Krishna Leela, uh, as I'm saying, for example, it's not at, to the naked eye, it's not clear that she has a serving attitude when she says, Don't let him in here, I don't want to see him again, tells her friends. Or even, her, or even her friends say, don't go and see him now. That will not be good, they coach her. Don't go and see him now. Hmm? Wait till he gets in the right mood that he can appreciate you, your highness. <laughs> you are so high. <laughs> and we are your maidservants. So, so it's a very wonderful dealings of love, but the underlying spirit of it all, of course, is the serving ego. And again, this is our challenge, right? to convert the enjoying ego we're possessed of to Purushabhav, where we like to be, feel good about ourselves, and somebody says, you're really nice. And uh, so, so this is a trap. Be careful. The Purushabhav, it's also called Maitunyabhav, which means like the bhava of being shackled by, a, by an iron ball and chain around your ankle. Hmm? This is the attraction between the, the feminine disposition and the, 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 and the male disposition, uh, which is uh, predominant, whether we're heterosexual or homosexual or bisexual, uh, there's two, two sides. And this combination this is a binding force. Hmm? It makes us feel good about ourselves. And and we we haven't our position has not changed. We're still dying. So it really covers the in a very dominant, predominant way, in a powerful way, the reality that my life is actually pretty miserable. I'm in the middle of the cycle, the ocean of birth and death. In fact, this real ongoing the success of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of Krishna, Gore Krishna's trying to convert his Purushabhav, which is appropriate for him, Krishna being the enjoyer, as I said earlier, into a serving ego. This is his task. The biggest enjoyer has to turn into the biggest servitor. So we can get hope from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in terms of our own task. We're a tiny enjoyer, and we want to get a little bit of a serving attitude here. But he has to become the biggest servitor, like Radha, and convert from the biggest uh, enjoyer. And this begins hands-on, so to speak, when he says what? He says, hmm? Hmm? 
he says, I want to be a, a king kari. I want to be a maidservant in the house of Nanda Maharaj. Ai Nanda Tanuja. The son of Nanda, Nanda Tanuja, who is born Ja from the Tanu, from the body of bliss. Nanda is his name. That is the name of his father. Ai Nanda Tanuja Kingaram. Kingaram means I want to be a maidservant. The tradition was if a girl married a young man, she would move into the house of the young man's family, at least for some time, and she would become the maidservant there. Hmm? She would be lowest on the totem pole. I know it sounds foreign in our present culture, but this was the culture in ancient India, probably in other countries too, to some extent. Uh, so she would become the maidservant, and um, you, you, basically you have the son is serving the father and mother. It's their turn now. Hmm? We've raised you. We've made this investment all these years, feeding and so forth, and now we're older, and now you take care of us. This is a system. Not a bad idea. Uh, it's a, you know, having children was an investment in your, 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 your future. Hmm? And then they would perpetuate, and this is where everybody take care of one another and so forth. And so the, the son would now be taking over the father's business and father would retire and things were taken care of for him. And then the wife would be in servant, maid servant in the, in the same house and assist the mother and father and so forth and the husband and so on and so forth. So he says, I want to live in the house of Nanda Marsh. means I want to marry Krishna. This is what Mahabharata was saying. I want to marry Krishna. Hmm? So this is the beginning of this, his ideal, his uh, spiritual ego uh, developing. Hmm? This is Bhava Bhakti, actually Asakti. Hmm? Hmm? The same spirit you see is carrying throughout. Now he's entering into the Madanakya Mahabhav, which has shows itself in different ways, in ways that are, make it difficult to understand. <coughs> That's why Bhagavatam is said to be such what? Nastaprayeshu abadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya. Not easy to understand, you have to pay close attention to what that is. Hmm? And Radha's mad at Krishna and telling him, don't come here, don't show your face here. And she's supposed to be a servant, a lover. How? So we have to go. Hmm. Underneath, we need good good guidance to 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 uh, understand the nature of the serving ego and how it may show itself in different ways and it, as it expresses itself in love. As Prabhupada used to say, if you love someone, then you serve them. Hmm? So, what is happening here in this last verse has its early visible beginnings in in the. Fifth verse, I quoted, Ayinanda Tanujikinkaram. Then he enters, of course, into Bhava. And then, Prem in separation, now Prem in union, and a union which includes within it separation. And the spirit, this is a very high subject. I mean, this is the high part point of, of Ujbal Nilmani. Hmm? And um, it's spoken about here in very down to earth terms, which make it very useful for us. 
by way, what I mean by that is by way of underscoring the serving disposition that it's constituted of. Krishna's Kaviraj gives a number of Bengali uh, verses, extensively really, uh, compared to his explanation of the other verses of Shikshastakam. Um, he quotes quite a, he, he pens quite a few verses to emphasize and explain this point that and he gives in that poetry instances in which Radha appears to be not in a serving disposition at all, angry with Krishna, but how to understand that properly. And that, and that that is pleasing to Krishna. Therefore, she shows this side. He takes pleasure in that. Hmm? There's the contradiction. How can she say that she's prepared to bring uh, another gopi to him if that gives him pleasure? Hmm? When sometimes we see she's fighting with Chandrabali and so forth. So he explains these things and shows that in all instances... She is the embodiment only of the serving ego. So it's the full sense of that. And Krishna, as Gaur Krishna, has now entered into this. So this is a little discussion about the end. We talked at length this morning about the beginning, the, the inception within Krishna Leela, how Gaur Leela is, is born. And we were left, hopefully, thinking people that you are with the question, what happened? Hmm? Was he successful? How could he do that? How could he? Be? And and what did he do? Hmm? As he told them, hmm? I will try to repay you. I he showed I really didn't do anything wrong. Hmm? And they realized, yes, you didn't really. You, you, you disappeared from us only for our sake to glorify us. We're embarrassed, but still he's still I, even the the the, the 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 sense that possibly I did something wrong. It could be conceived that I was a Guru Druhi, he said, one of the types that he mentioned, because you had taken shelter of me and then I caused you pain by leaving you. It's not really what I had in mind, um, but maybe you could call me that. Or you could call me a, um, what is it, the uh, ignorant type. Hmm? Because I am ignorant here, I'm not Narayan, he explained himself and so it's not really the case, but anyway, in case there's any just slight trace or sense that, that maybe I'm at fault, I want to make it up. Hmm? And in what measure, as I said, he says, here's my suggestion to you. What can I do? What can I, gi- what can I give you in return? You didn't ask for anything. Your love is selfless, so how can I reciprocate? I say that I would reciprocate for whatever, however anybody approaches me, but your approach is that you don't want anything, not even ecstasy. So what can I do? How can I repay? And really, your sadhuness, your saintliness, is your own reward. And by the way, as far as sadhus go, uh, you are the most saintly, and perhaps this, he goes on, hmm? I could become a sadhu. Hmm? That's what I'll do. I'll become a sadhu. I could not repay you in a life of Brahma, but I could become a sadhu once in a life, once in a day of every life of every Brahma. Hmm? And, and as a sadhu, I could sing your glories. Hmm? That's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has done. Hmm? Radha faints at the idea hmm? that my glories will be sung all over the world. This is not uh, overtly a 
appealing to her. She always wants to have, have the diminutive and the position being in the background and so forth. But this is this is. See, Krishna is very very charming. It's just you can see from this, he's just absolutely perfect. Everyone should have now completely fallen in love with him by by this time in our discussion. He's so charming, so much he's prepared to go out of his way, if you will, uh, for those who love him. And so he has come to the world and heralded the love of Radha. And we know about it hmm? because of him. We know about the opportunity of Sakyaras and all the nuances of that because, after all, in our Sampradaya, well, Balaram himself has appeared. So what would you expect? That some overflow of that might be might be here and there, even though he is fully engaged, as Nityananda Ram, in putting attention on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? He, he, he's a, a canvasser in, in this leela to bring everyone to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and tell them, glorify Chaitanya. If you want my um, uh, heart, if you want to be dear to me, then you serve Goranga. Serve Goranga. And what he has to give, this is the greatest thing. No one has done more to herald this besides Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself than Nityananda Prabhu. I mean, we think of the Goswamis, and of course their contribution is immense, and they were empowered particularly by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to write what they did in such detail. But without any of that writing, without any of those books being published, Nityananda Prabhu just came out and started the whole Gaudiya Sampradaya. Hmm? Worship Goranga. Hmm? And his followers, all with him, they opened centers, they began initiating throughout Bengal. Later, as the Rupa Goswami's vision was refined in, in written form and so forth, then hmm, the super excellence of Unuta Ujjwala Rasa hmm, uh, shined forth. And Nityananda Prabhu pushing people in that direction. But in the context of doing that, some devotees will be affected by him personally and his own ecstasy. Our Guru is a good example of that. Some people argue for good reason. Uh, so, a, uh, uh, this is, of course, as I say, one of the windows of opportunity, but it's a supporting role. And the mainstream of the role is to shed light on the glory of Radha's love for Krishna. Hmm. So, any question? What's the time? Just in time for an hour hmm. We are on the. We're on our own. Hadarya Sinha time, okay. Sequence only, right? No beginnings, no ends here. Well, it's been nice to sit with you for the several days and discuss these uh, topics. And uh, Guru Takto is also included. And and I appreciate the effort you've made. Some of you come long distances here. And, and the effort to put on the festival is considerable from the residents here and the extended residents of, of uh, Lila Mai with your help in organizing. And uh, Guru Nishta and Minrani was the... It's the brains behind it all, <laughs> and uh, yeah, working day and night to organize it, and everything I've told everyone to do, she's told me to tell them to do this and uh, make it all 
happen, very good mind for organizing and planning and so forth. And, and of course, um, they've been here hands-on as well with uh, cooking and so on and so forth. And then the, the, the present inhabitants here of the They've all worked very hard for quite some time, actually. To, so, you know, in these farm projects, they're always falling apart. So it's always something to do to put it all in the best shape for facilitating all the guests. So we, everybody, I'm very thankful to you have, have come and participated in the ways that you have for this opportunity to discuss these things. Always, as is the case, new thoughts come, new, new insights into the, the nature of the subject that we are preoccupied with and that's a reward, the greatest reward in itself. So Bodayan Tasparasparam Tashanticha Vimanticha. This is really what it's all about. Mutually enlightening one another. Tushanticha Vimanticha. In Sambandanuga and Kamanuga Bhakti is what it says in Bhagavad Gita. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai. Gornitananda ki jai. See Radha Mahadava ki jai. Gaur Bhaktabinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi.